1: Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, this is no secret to anyone who has been in the metro DC area for a while. There is no shortage of churches in our area. We got big churches, mega churches, medium churches, small churches, churches that speak different languages to serve their communities. I think in all of that, man, God loves variety. Well, here on Good News for the City, we love to highlight these ministries and their efforts to saturate the D.C. metro area with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So joining us today are two individuals who are sort of spearheading a fairly new and unicue, I say, un- everybody else says unique, I say unicue because my wife <laughs> says, dude, you are very unique, and I said, baby, I'm unicue, <laughs> a fairly unique church movement here in our area, so let's talk about that, and of course, you know the drill here to get us going, here to get us started, and to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend and co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, God bless you, man. We said it again. I've missed you for a little while. It's really great to see all of you. I love you guys. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Dennis, I'm just going to be really, really honest as we kick off the show today. You know, for those of us who may struggle a little bit with attention deficit, when you use the word UNICU, I immediately went to Unicorn, and for the rest of the time, I see a horn on your head. So, uh, for
1: those of us who are listening at least on I don't radio, have two horns, man. Right? And I have look. We're, we're really
2: glad about that. We're not talking about horn placement and hairlines. We had that discussion off the radio yes, before this. Yes. But, man, I'm excited to talk about Impact Fellowship. The thing about Amen. our show here is that we highlight local ministries doing things for the kingdom and how people can get involved themselves, or in many cases, how they can do something like that in their part of the Washington metro area. And so what Impact Fellowship does is really unique, and so I'm really going to be excited about the two people that we have here today on the radio show with us. First is Amen. Michael Wood. He serves on the board of Impact Fellowship. He also leads Impact Fellowship's awareness efforts and branding their unique story. He's also the founder and CEO of Michael Wood Consulting, which is known as a relationship company. They assist businesses and ministries to reach their goals and to avoid the common pitfalls that often occur as they try to reach their goals. They specialize specifically in digital marketing and all things online, as well as we have today on the show, Claude Jennings. He's the lead pastor of Impact Fellowship, a network of home-based churches that focuses on community engagement and making a tangible difference in the lives of people. Claude is also a media professional in the greater Washington, D.C. area, serving several local and national media outlets He's the founder and CEO of Hopeline Media LLC, providing media, marketing, services for business. But longtime listeners of the show, Dennis, may say that name, Claude, sounds very, very familiar.
3: Yes. Uh, and the reason
2: that is is that Claude Jennings is not only is he the pastor of Impact Fellowship, he is the producer of Good
1: News for the City. But you know, should
2: I be concerned that he doesn't want that on his bio that I was just <laughs> supposed to
1: read? Well, you know, we brought that up. I, I don't want to say too much on air, but yeah, I, I think we better talk, man. I
2: don't, I don't know if that's something. I, we maybe need to check his LinkedIn profile. Just yeah, to show up yeah, in yeah, yeah. If yeah. we don't show yeah. up in the LinkedIn profile, then maybe we need to talk about things <laughs> earlier. But the truth be told, anyone that knows Claude. Uh, he does not like making much of himself, but he likes making Indeed. much of Jesus. Uh, amen, and so bring up amen. the fact that he's a producer of that show is is more humility than a shame, or at least I'm going to say that on air and hope that <laughs> that's <you>. true uh, <laughs> in that way. But true. thanks to both of you guys. Uh, we're just going to have some fun today talking about the church, because the church is God's tool for reaching the world. It's his oh, tool yes. for connecting people to the good news, the gospel that we say over and over that makes amen. a way.
1: Amen. And
2: so, Claude, uh, the truth be told, Uh, We've been doing the show for almost three years now in October, and I didn't even know for a little bit that you had started this new church because we were always talking business and those sort of things. And and I'm excited once I got to know about this. Impact is a fairly new church, just a little over two years old. Tell us uh, a little bit about it uh, and its mission, because I think when we say the word church, all of us have a very particular paradigm that we might be familiar with.
3: Oh, absolutely! And number one, it's great to be on the show, you know, as a guest. I work on, I'm on all the shows. I'm just do right. on <laughs> just all just the shows. I guess. And this is, by the way, despite not mentioning it in in the bio, this is my favorite show to work uh, of all the media to shows. So, his and, 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 uh, he says all We that to all of that. It's I'm like when you say to you. your kid, "You're my favorite kid." That's exactly oh, yeah. what he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, Got a yeah, yeah. lot of So, yeah. but you know, Impact. You mentioned a little, a little earlier. Impact is basically like you know a network of small, uh, small home based churches. Think uh, of it like clusters of. And what we try to do is embed ourselves into communities. Uh, And when we're in that community, we find the life flow of that community. Because once we find the life flow of the community, we can assess the needs of that community, uh, each small cluster that's there. And so we try to engage the community fit into the life flow of that community and serve the people there, uh, that doesn't revolve uh, at all around a worship service. Uh, And so all of our focus, all of our resources, all of our strategy, all of our efforts goes towards that end, uh, serving and not just giving someone a Sunday morning uh, experience. Um, And so all of our efforts, um, uh, we do very simple, basic Uh, services when we do have service. We have service, corporate gathering, maybe twice a month, sometimes once a month. However, we're still very active. Every week we're out there doing multiple things in the community, uh, engaging that community. So it's very organic. Uh, You made mention of it, kind of um, jokingly in the bio about not making much of it myself. I think that's almost like the flow of impact where we don't make much of ourselves. Uh, We don't make much of what we need. We don't need much uh, as a church. And so we stay very basic in order to uh, focus on the communities that we're embedded and to serve them in a tangible way,
2: and I think, unfortunately, especially in the United States of America, maybe not as many other places. Certainly in third world countries, uh, we've become miss. Well, we've begun to misunderstand theologically what the church is. The church is not a place you go to. The church is a people that does something. Yes, and yes. so, you know, even in the midst of COVID, people say, "Well, I, you know, I'm not going to church." I'm like, "Well, you never were going to church, right?" And <laughs> we can really Amen, get right, uh, right. A, a mission misunderstood with a meeting. Right? A a meeting is what we do on Sunday. That's not the mission. That's good. So I imagine, because we know each other pretty well, that that may have some of the inspiration starting this church with this particular sign. But uh, that's different than some. But am I on the right page
3: there? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, a few years ago, my wife and I at the time were without a church home, and which is not normal for us. I mean, since our late teens, early twenties, we've been very active in church, uh, from leading youth mm-hmm. ministries. Man, I, I thought a, you were
1: in your early twenties,
3: Paul. <laughs> <laughs> despite yeah, despite the way I look, I'm no longer in my early <laughs> twenties. Uh, these great looks. So oh, and so, uh, we were we were without a, a church home, and uh, a, a, which is normal. I mean, we you know, I was a worship uh, director. Uh, she sings. I'm a musician. I taught classes. Uh, she was a Deacon, And so we were really in a spot that was uh, not normal for us. Uh, But it was also at a time where I was kind of like at a war, uh, like within myself with that very thing like, um, you know, the church and its meaning and uh, some of the accessories that I call it that seems to become necessity in our mind, uh, and our focus on these accessories. But I also was reading this book Uh, from Pastor David Platt uh, called Radical. Uh, He released it years and years ago. And I think for like the last six or seven years, I read it every year. Mm. And so the the concepts that he's talking about in Radical as far as the American dream influenced the church and Western civilization, taking us away from the purpose of the church, uh, then work that guys like Francis Chan is doing. Uh, And then I had a conversation with a pastor in London. It's one of these God moments where he was tasked with uh, revitalizing a struggling church and the neighborhood the church was in was struggling as well. And he said, I wonder what this neighborhood could do if people would show up as the church as opposed to showing up at church mm-hmm. and when he that's said good. that i mean like my that's mind good. was blown and it confirmed every single thing i said that's it how how do we show up uh, as the church and not be so con conf- uh, consumed with showing up um, at church. And yeah. right then and there, the wheel started turning. You know me, mm-hmm. I'm a doer. So when something yeah, hits my yeah. mind, i <laughs> thinking, how can I do it? How can I do it? How can I do it? And there was some prompting from like Mike and some other friends I uh, said, listen, start this thing, start this yeah. thing. And so we started <laughs> a showing up as the church church, yeah. as opposed to not even thinking about showing up at church.
2: Well, as a pastor, mm-hmm. Claude, you know me, I'm always looking for a good turn of phrase to make a great point. You just mm-hmm. made me one for me. Accessories yes. that were not meant to be necessities. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, uh, That's good. Too often uh, those are the things. Like, well, I do you have this for my kids or do you have this style of music? And, and those are blessings and opportunities that we have as we gather as the church. But not, that's not what the church is about at all.
3: And, and that really does build a consumer mentality. Like, what do you offer me as opposed to we're in this together? What can I mm-hmm. offer the community? Yeah, what can I yeah, do? That's good.
2: Now, Michael, you've been at this from the very beginning. And I imagine yes. there was something about this when, when this vision was planted in Claude that excited you and that you, want to get in plan- uh, that you want to get a part of the planning about this vision, what was it that resonated with
4: you? Yeah, well, again, uh, I thank you guys for you know inviting me on. It's, it's definitely a great honor um, to be here. You know, just getting to know you guys a little bit before we came on. Um, your hearts are amazing, and so you have my support and all that you do. Uh, but to answer your question, um, my, I'm a giver. You know, m- my dad and my mom really instilled that in us when we you know were growing up. And I've known uh, Pastor Claude and his wife for quite some time. And from the moment I met them, they've always been selfless in everything that they've done. And so when he told me that the, the ministry is more focused on doing and being opposed to a location where individuals will come and, and hear the word, that excited me. Because, I mean, it, you know, reading scripture from the time Christ arrived to, to the time he passed, he was giving right? And I think a lot of times ministries have gotten away from you as a ministry giving to the community and to your members opposed to the reverse. And so that really excited me, you know, his heart, and then actually putting his heart to work by doing what he said he was going to do from the beginning.
2: Yeah. Now, Mike, you, you and your other Things that you do and mentioned in your bio, your business, and how you help people with digital media and marketing strategies. You work with churches, right? And again, much like Dennis used the term, I think it was variety, there's a lot of variety in the church. Uh, What is it that's different about impact? And when we say different, you know, it doesn't mean better or whatever mm-hmm. it just means, the unique or unique, or how do you say that, Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> unicue. <laughs> unicue, right? yeah. unicue. I got the, the unicorn, unicorn in my mind now. Right, I got the horn exactly in my right. mind. <laughs> the, the unicue vision that God has placed on impact to make a difference in the community.
4: Oh, great question. Um, the thing that's unique uh, is that Pastor Claude, he does not look at the individuals in the ministry as a whole, right? He looks at each individual as that, as as an individual with individual needs um, that cannot be broad painted, right? So when you come to the ministry, he wants to understand what your struggles are, what your pain points are, and address you as an individual, as as unique as you are. Um, And so I've been to many churches. I didn't grow up in church. Uh, so to speak, we had a, a, an idea of who God was in Christ, you know, from my parents passing that on. But I've been to a lot of different ministries and I never felt as, um, I could say, I would say accepted where I was, despite, you know, my background or anything, I was accepted where I was and, you know, my needs were addressed as such. And so I would say if anything, the uniqueness is you are individual, uniquely created by God, and we will uh, attend to you as such.
2: Yeah, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. Uh, there's, Amen. there's there's Amen. not more than one of you, right? And yeah. God has made <laughs> us all for, uh, for a particular purpose. And and it even shows up, Claude, in, in how you sort of launched this church. I mean, there's... There is, for those people who may be familiar with the church world, there's a fairly, I don't mean this disparagingly, cookie cutter way. Mm-hmm. Many times, you know, you send out all the ads, you let, you know, in the community, you you have a couple groups in your home, you prepare, you all that. And then you have this sort of big launch gathering, usually on a Sunday at a building that you found and draw people in. And that, that's how you sort of kick off. Um, that's not how you guys did it, I don't think. How, how did
3: you guys start? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it was so opposite of what I've been used to. And it's so, you know, when in launching this, you know, you just, I follow the Holy Spirit's leading because yeah. it's it's opposite of what I've been used to. You know, Mike didn't grow up in the church and you can tell sometimes when you're around him, but, <laughs> but I, but I, I spent a lot of my time in the church. Um, and so it was opposite of what I, what I normally deal with. And so, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, uh, when we launch, you know, you've got, you know, your worship team and then this and where it's mm-hmm. gonna be and things like that. And my wife actually reminded me, She says, no, 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 no. You got to stick to the vision. Mm. And, you know, so the way we launched things was with the mission in mind, with service, service, service. The first thing that Impact did, the Kickoff Impact Fellowship, was a Valentine's night at a nursing home in Largo, Maryland, in Prince George's County, where uh, some kids and and people in the community made some Valentine's Day cards. We We went up to the nursing home and we went door to door. Uh, and ha- Mike remembers handing out mm-hmm. cards, praying with uh, residents, singing with residents that they yeah. wanted, to sing, uh, uh, ministering to them, you know, five or, or eight minutes, however long they wanted to uh, to listen. And so it was like we had church Valentine's Day night at the nursing home in like 40 different <laughs> rooms. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Every single room had a church service it. Cool. in it. We wanted it. to show up uh as the church there and so we had church we just had it in 40 times in two hours in, in different <laughs> you know in different rooms right right uh, and then the next thing uh for our easter uh that was the week before uh, in in uh february yeah so then in easter uh we had our easter service with uh saint Anne's, which is in washington dc it's a, a home for at-risk teen moms and their kids and so we go there we're playing with the kids at easter baskets talking to the moms encouraging them that's how we had church you know on eastern so we did like three or four different kind of um, community uh, events, uh, not even really events, just we did three or four things where we showed up as the church mm-hmm. before we even had our you know church service. And even when we had the first one, that was a, a culture shock for me and some folks who came out because we we didn't have the worship team, we didn't have the sound system, we didn't have the, um, the, the, the screen for lyrics and, and some of the accessories, right? That's people say, you have to have these things when you start a church. I mean, we even had several churches who knew what we were doing who offered to donate these things. And I said, mm-hmm. no, we don't want it. We do not want it. We're going to just meet in this room. We'll be organic because we, we believe that we're here to serve. And so we will defer not having that stuff if it means being able to serve our community yeah. in a more effective way. That's Claude, gotcha. and- isn't
1: it wonderful that um, you said that um, when you guys started doing some of this stuff, that your wife reminded you that's not what you're about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I just love how God um, cares about us so much that, I mean, God speaks to me through Jennifer um, a lot and so gives us our helpmates, gives us our yeah. wives or our husbands, whatever the case may be, if you're a woman, um, to just share his will to us in a loving kind of kind way. Yes. So there's also God who reminds my wife team.
3: to remind me to take the trash out. Now, man,
1: come it. on, man. I man, was trying to be religious. On, what are you I'm, doing? I'm,
2: Claude, I'm pretty sure your wife is listening to this show right yeah, now Yeah, she's at the door and she was, she was trying to get some po- you were trying to get some points there i know what you're doing that, that, yeah
1: that. hey brian hey brian i did see a hand come back behind his head just now man i don't know where that was yeah. But,
2: yeah. Well, mike even uh even before things started at impact you've spoken about a vision maybe a dream that god gave you regarding yes
4: impact. yes well, yes
2: talk, talk about that if you would
4: yeah so uh, again I'll, I'll give you a little background my uh i didn't grow up in church but what i asked god was this i said you know god there so many different religions. What do you believe? You know, I said, "What is it?" And if you're real, you have to show me. And, and boy, did he ever! Uh, so what? What happened is that I, I began to have dreams. Actually, there was an individual that that I, you know, I was working at this job, and he came, and you know, he just turned to me. I was about what uh, 18 at the time, and he, he basically told me everything about myself. He told me things that I was asking God that that I didn't even share with anyone. Um And so, at that moment, I knew that God was speaking through that individual, and what He told me is that I was going to start to have dreams and and so that 's in fact what happened. I started to have dreams. My mom passed away in two thousand and ten, and uh I actually had a dream about it about two years before she did um my My cousin passed away at twenty five I had a dream about that. I mean, you you name it, I have dreamed uh, of it and it actually has come to pass. And so uh, as as also as Pastor Claude, is, I don't like titles, so I don't like to be called a prophet, but I've heard that so many times. I'm just Michael who happens to have dreams, right? And mm-hmm. so what happened was I had a dream and I saw uh, impact and it had three levels to it. And it was packed literally from front to back, side to side. But what was unique about the dream, everyone was holding hands And so as I was essentially ascending through each level, I heard uh, God say that impact will impact once if impact makes an impact. And as strange as that sound, I understood everything that he was saying. And basically it was do not, as you mentioned earlier, be a cookie cutter ministry. You have to impact the individuals that are coming through those doors and have them connect to each other in a unique way as well. So I woke up. I think it was about three o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Rick, um, and I and I text him exactly what I what I saw. And surprisingly, he responded immediately at that time. And I believe, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, that you just recently asked God, you know, what is the direction that you should go? Um, and he responded. And that dream has stood out. And And I can tell you um, that from the beginning, what was unique about the ministry? And it showed me that he actually was following the vision to the T. Uh, A a family member of mine's, my wife's cousin actually committed suicide um, some years ago. And Pastor Rick and everyone that was connected to the ministry showed up and cooked for, you know, my family and her family. Um, And it was actually individuals of my wife's family that were not believers and said, what is this? Like, I've never experienced this before. You guys come and supported us they cooked for him and it was no question that they were there to support. So that really stood out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was the dream and he started, you know, really act on it.
2: Yeah. Well, Claude, um, you know, you know, next five minutes or so, I really just want to talk about the impact that impact is made. <laughs> right. Uh, I love the title. Really <laughs> um, but it's even in a relatively short time, as far as churches go, a couple of years, um, stories, you know, you've been on every one of the show. You know, this is one of the things that we just love to share with people about how God is is working in lives and making a difference. Could you could you share a couple of stories? Uh, and then if we have a few moments, then uh, as uh, we prepare sort of uh, to, to end this show, give us a, sort of a, a big picture, what you're hoping that that impact uh, can make an impact with, but also maybe other churches might decide to, to launch new churches this
3: way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, one story that comes to mind is the story of a guy that we call Uncle Mark. And we met Uncle Mark on on the streets uh, when we do our um, meals for the homeless in Washington, D.C. and in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, But Mark was in Washington, D.C. at that location. And he came up. He got, uh, he got a meal. We just kind of connected. And, you know, we, we pray with people. We talk with people. Like I said, you have so many, many church services right there because we hand out the food, but we also talk. We pray, minister, sing, whatever we got to do for that individual yeah. or two or three people at a time. Um, and so we met Mark, got connected. This Because uh, what ends up happening is myself, other folks who are with us, we'll give out our cell phone numbers. Anyway, you know, you got a phone, give us a call during the week. We try to help you out during the week, help you out know, just to do it on the weekend. So anyway, we connected and we helped walk Mark from the streets to transitional housing, uh, provided furniture for him, um, all these things. And that's what we call, you know, showing up at church. So then Mark, man, maybe two or three months later, he and two other individuals who we kind of adopted in the same way uh, showed up and they were still at the park. uh, And I thought they were there in line to get food, Uh, but they came and went on the other side of the table with Mm -hmm. us. And so it was like, wow, like the same people who once were on one side of the table receiving mm-hmm. we're now on the other side of the table giving. You know, And it just yeah, highlights like right. what's in 1 Peter 4.10 where it says God has given us all gifts and we should use those gifts to serve one another in love. Mm-hmm. And no matter what that gift is, even if it's just a smile on your face, good morning, here's something uh, for someone else. And so they went from needing to receive uh, to being now the giver, uh, even though uh, some may look at their situations and says, man, well, how can you give? Well, when the love of God hits you that mm-hmm. way, uh, you can give even from, you know, uh, uh, from your lack. Uh, so that's, that's probably good. one of the biggest stories with Uncle Mark. Like I said, we've met him maybe a yeah. year ago on the streets and now we call him Uncle Mark. Um, but that long term <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, long term in like the last minute or two. Yeah. One thing we want to we, uh, for, for impact, like I said, being embedded in communities. Imagine having you know, uh, multiple impact houses in neighborhoods, you know, and in these houses, uh, you know, you can wake up in the morning, Pastor Brian or Dennis, and before you go to work, you go to an impact house for breakfast and for prayer, and the kids can go there after school. For anything. It's available 24-7, but whatever that community's needs are. Some communities will need the impact house to be uh, 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 transitional housing. Some may need it to be a food pantry and a clothing uh, pantry. Some may need it to be a place where homeschool moms and kids can come to relax a little bit, and so whatever it is, but we serve the the spiritual needs, having church in those homes, but then also serving the material uh, needs for people in those homes all around the DMV. And by the way, it's not a a membership thing with impact. Mm -hmm. If the church impact church in Ashburn could have some Christian fellowship members, you've got fine members. there, could volunteer their time there at the Ashburn uh, impact fellowship.
2: Yeah. I love that. Uh, Well, Claude and Michael, thanks for your time. You know, uh, Dennis, uh, this has been great. Anytime we hear about uh, how the kingdom is making a difference. I have a, I have this idea, Dennis, You know, we say this every once in a while, that we wish we could have a couple shows on ideas like this. Do you think we can get our producer to schedule another show with these guys to talk about maybe (laughs) how it's making an impact? Is that possible, Dennis?
1: I think we ought to talk to him definitely because they're both, I mean, really good. They know their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk to Claude and see if we can do that. Yeah.
2: Hey, Claude, could you schedule yourself back on? We'd appreciate (laughs) that.
1: my (laughs) schedule's pretty
4: busy. (laughs) I'll see. (laughs) Guys, that was fantastic,
1: man. You guys are fantastic. I mean, we're doing what the church, I mean, we talk about it so much, and you guys are living that out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Lord, for calling young men like these guys um, that are living out your work and your will, because Brian's right, man. How many times do we say it, Brian, man? The church is not a place you go. The church is Mm -hmm. something you are. And so thank you again. Guys, if you want more information, you can go to impactfellowshiponline.org. That's impactfellowshiponline.org. You want to hear this again, and I would love for you to hear it again, go to goodnewsforthecity.com, look up Impact Fellowship, or you can go on WAVA, um, our podcast page, look up Good News for the City, and you can find that again or again. uh, Even though I am not in the office, I am not at the station Um, I get my voicemails every day, 703-807-2266. God bless you all. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming. We'll see you soon. And everybody else, we'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel
3: that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart D.C., This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com, keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703 703- 807 2266. 703 807 2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.